Ho, ho, ho. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this brand new episode of the Silver Screen Podcast. Uh, apologies for not having a new episode up last week. Uh, we had all kinds of issues with Storm Arwen causing uh, chaos left and right, but we seem to be, fingers crossed, on a better path at the minute, and things seem to be okay. So we are back with a new episode, and if you've been following social media, you'll know that this week's episode is uh, appropriately festive-themed. Uh, we are going to be discussing the best Christmas movies uh, and forming a little top 10 list of our own here. Um, but couldn't do it on my own. I'm always joined by a guest. Uh, and my special guest this week is about to introduce herself. Go ahead. <laughs> Hello. Your special guest is your sister, Denise. Hey. <laughs> yes, this is uh, my sister, Denise, who uh, she doesn't do a lot of stuff on the internet. And stuff. You might recognize her from the radio if you're listening and you listen to post radio in the local sort of Northumberland uh, area um, and she does sort of party work and everything as well so you might have even encountered her in person doing some DJ and our kids parties um, but yeah because kind of Christmas is a family type thing and these movies are all you know they're, they're for families really aren't they I decided to have my sister on because we've got this sort of similar Christmas memories we're roughly two years apart in age but we're roughly shared all of our Christmases together and uh, my sister also has two kids of her own another boy and girl um, and we've also got lists from them to share so from the sort of younger generation to see what they think um, you have got lists for for your Jessica haven't you I have yes I've got yes. Jessica's list here and I've got I've got uh, your Harry's list as well that's your your two kids obviously so um yeah so the way this is going to work then basically like i said um myself and denise are going to give our top 10 christmas movies we've come up with a list uh we're going to work backwards from 10 to number one um i'm also going to read out harry's that's my little nephew denise's son um he gave me a top 10 list as well and she's also going to read out jessica's we'll just alternate that so that we end up basically with um, you know, four different number 10s and number 9s. And then at the very end, we'll try and piece together a, a top 10 from what was the most popular or what was on every list or what was high enough on every list. But I'll go through that as we come to it. Don't panic. It's not a huge uh, a huge thing, but it'll hopefully be enjoyable to listen back to. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that should be all that. So how are you feeling then, Denise? You said you're, you're feeling nice and Christmassy, hopefully, talking about movies. <laughs> yeah, talking about Christmas movies makes you feel Christmassy. I'd just like to say I am the oldest out of the two years. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I should have said. So, yeah, <laughs> my older sister, my big sister, I think, as I often uh, will say. But, uh, yeah, yeah, so... Um... Yeah, Christmas movies always make you feel very Christmassy. And they do a lot of um, Christmas countdown movies now, don't they? From mm. the 5th right through to the 25th, some channels... Do a Christmas movie every day now, don't they? Yeah, I've seen that, and a lot of uh, people will will make their own little advent calendar of Christmas movies and stuff because there's a lot of them. But uh, yeah, um, I should really have said as well, just for the purposes of uh, you know making a succinct list for argument's sake. Um, what we're classing as a Christmas movie here, it has to be a movie, so no kind of TV specials, no things that are like 20 minutes, half an hour long, things like that. So unfortunately, no snowman or snow dog or Father Christmas or anything like that, because um, they wouldn't be classed as movies and no kind of, you know, TV comedy specials or anything like that. It's got to be movies that at some point were released in the cinema. And uh, but you probably haven't watched them in cinemas. You more than likely have watched them like us. 
many years on either TV or video or DVD or whatever. So, because I know that's definitely how we uh, used to watch things on Christmas. Or we used to wait and see what was on on specific Christmas Eves and Christmas days, didn't we, on the telly? So, yeah. 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 Awesome. Good, good, good. Um, yeah, well, we all have our favourites. So, uh, without any further ado, I'm just going to jump straight in then. Um, yeah, since you're the guest, I'll let you go first, Denise, and we'll start with your number 10 on your personal list. What's your number 10? Christmas it was very, it was very hard to make this list, I must say, because you <laughs> want them all to be number one. But number ten was the Christmas Chronicles. Oh, that's a good choice. The uh, the Netflix movie with uh, Kurt Russell, playing yes. Santa, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really a good, good choice. Uh, yeah, so we can talk a little bit about that because weirdly enough, I I remember that with you and the kids actually at your house the first time we watched it. Um, yeah. So that was quite nice. But I will say honestly, I think I preferred the sequel. Uh, when it came out, I think it was last year, maybe the year before. Um, have you seen the Christmas Chronicles too? Out of curiosity. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. Oh yeah, see, I like that one a little bit better, I think. But they're both good. And they're, they're really good for considering they're like Netflix films and they have a bit of a hit and miss type record. They're really good, and he's really good in the role, isn't he, Kurt Russell? So that's he is. Good. Like the Christmas Chronicles too is the one with the um, little boy, isn't it? When yeah, the guy, the little <laughs> little kid that was in um, Deadpool too. He's in there as the the kind of. I want to say bad guy, but kind of, you know, the antagonist, I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a much, much larger role for, for Goldie Hawn in the sequel as well. Um, yeah, definitely. But it was very touching. Yeah, it does. It pulls yeah. at the Christmas heartstrings, I think, that one, definitely. It does. The, thing, the, the one thing that I feel is weird about the first movie, though, is that bizarre scene with the elves, because those things just freaked me out. I don't know what the <laughs> heck was going on with that. Yeah, that was, that was a bit bizarre, wasn't it? It was, just a bit, yeah. <laughs> Oh dear me! But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's all right. So um, that's become a bit of a Christmas tradition, has it, in your house already? <laughs> After yes, what, yes, that's definitely years. one that we've watched a few times, the Christmas Chronicle. But I do like it, the memory of it because we did, we all watched it together, like you see me, you, Jessica, and Harry. So mm. it's a nice Christmas memory one, yeah. Oh, that's good. Good, good. I'm just having a look through and I've got to say, um, spoiler alert, it's not on mine or Harry's list, this movie, unfortunately. Um, so. No, oh. there you go. <laughs> but oh, no, it is good. I definitely... <laughs> oh, well, there you go. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, then we'll just jump onto that and I'll just ask you for, um... actually, do you know what? I'll not. I'll alternate it a little bit and I will give you my number 10 uh, yeah. and we'll do it that way. Um yeah, my number 10 movie, and again, you're right, it was difficult to make this list and there was a load of things. I'll probably mention in honourable mentions at the end, but there was tons of things that were on and off the list that didn't quite make it or movies that I liked but I didn't feel Christmassy enough or whatever. Um, but in the end, I came up with a list of 10 after much debate. And uh, my number 10 movie is Jingle All The Way, the Arnold Schwarzenegger Ooh. movie. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's a, a movie one. that... Yeah, it gets some flack because I don't think it's necessarily a brilliantly made movie or, or all that good, but I do think it's it's really good comedically, and I think that the late great Phil Hartman is great as the kind of the, the guy who's trying to steal his wife, who, who kind of steals the movie in parts. Um, but it also captures that feeling that I know I remember from many a Christmas uh, in our youth when you were looking for the latest toy, be it you know Power Rangers or Turtles or whatever, and uh, that became the kind of mad rush around Christmas and... It's kind of Thunderbirds, Thunderbirds, Tracy Island on Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that does become kind of uh, all-encompassing, and it's kind of it, it's uh, it's amazing that it took so long to make a movie out of that. 
Um, and but they do make it really heartwarming and, and kind of give it that good, good ending instead of it being just about commercialization or whatever. And uh, it's always good to watch Arnie, even when he's when he's doing comedy. I know he's uh, again, it's it's not the greatest acting in the world, but it's funny at least, isn't it? And it feels nice and Christmassy. So um, yeah. yeah, that would be the number ten on my list. Um, so we'll uh, we'll quickly move on to you again, then Denise, and we'll ask you what what was the number ten on our Jessica's list then. Number 10 on Jessica's list was After Christmas. Oh, that's a, a popular movie. Um, a few of my friends have mentioned that as being a film that uh, they just seem to have latched onto. Um, and it's weird because I have seen it. I watched it for the first time a couple of years ago because I think it was it was like given away as a free digital sky offer. So I watched it and it's good, but I just think it's one of those that because it, it's not from our youth, it's kind of like, well, it's good, but... Maybe if you're a kid growing up now, it's your movie and it might appeal to you a bit more. But uh, yeah, it didn't do a lot for me, but I totally get it. I understand it's a very well-made film and well kind of animated and everything. And obviously it's got a massively popular voice cast and everything in it. And uh, yeah, yeah it, it's it's quite Harry modern. Enough, it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, he just feels, like you say, I think it is to do with what they remember, though, from their mm. Christmases. Obviously, what we remember from our Christmas and what they remember from their Christmases are very different because, obviously, there's 26 years between me and Jessica. So, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, obviously, obviously yeah. yeah, it's obviously going to be different. So, it's just what they associate with Christmas, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I think it's to do with the amount of times you've watched it as well because I've only seen that film once. If I watched it again, I might start to appreciate it a bit more. Um, but again, I watched it once and was like, it's good. I totally get it. I understand why it's popular and it's very well made. But um, yeah, I'm not a kid. So watching a movie that's blatantly a kid's movie, I think was a bit like, eh, it's not going to have the same effect as it. But even still, very good movie. And I know, like I said, it's very popular with uh, a lot of my younger friends and stuff as well. So um, what about you? Have you seen that one as well, Denise? Yes, I've seen it a few times. It's a family it's a family favourite at Christmas and oh, now I have school. I was gonna say it's probably a daft question. If the kids like it, you would have watched it because you'd have no choice, I assume anyway. Yeah, I think that's why it's one of Harry's favourites. I think it's just a one that's stuck with him from when he can remember Christmases that he can remember. So yeah. yeah, he loves it. Oh, that's good. Good, good. Um so speaking of our Harry, I'll get into his list now then and I'll tell you his number ten. Uh, the number ten on his list is the Santa Claus. With an E on the end, the um, yeah, the movie about basically Tim Allen, who uh, this is a bizarre movie, who kills Santa Claus and then gets cursed to become him, <laughs> which yes. sounds sounds ridiculous and sounds like the plot of a horror movie, but it's an actual movie, um, and it's it's kind of from our youth. It's from the nineties, if I remember correctly, but yeah, it's not something. It is. Yeah, he accidentally kills Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like a, <laughs> no, it's not like a murder spree or anything, but no. Yeah, no. it's just one of those films that's really weird, and I think. Again, it's not something that we ever, it just wasn't ever on our radar. And I've been put off because of the whole Tim Allen of it all. Not that I'm getting into that now because, you know, happy episode. No. I don't want to get into it. But um, yeah, so it, it's put me off kind of watching it and going back to it since. But again, I know that it's it's popular, definitely. Um, you know, they've made two sequels. So it's obviously had something going for it. And it's got a bit of that kind of Christmas spirit to it, hasn't it? Because it's all about, well, it's all about Santa, isn't it? And, you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, it's also yeah. from that stable of 90s movies with the kind of um, divorced dads trying to find a way into their kids' lives. It's very Mrs. Doubtfire-esque, I think, at times as well. So It is, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but yeah, if there's not a time of year for schmaltz, then it has to be Christmas, doesn't it? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's good. That's great. That, so that was our Harry's choice anyway. So um, 
I'll go back. I think we started with you, didn't we? So we'll go back to you and I'll ask for your number nine and then a little explanation about uh, maybe why you like it and, and uh, a bit more about that. Number nine is the Grinch, which it is, I know most people would probably put that near the top, but there's so many Christmas films. So. Well, let's just uh, let's just clarify first which version you mean when you say the Grinch. Well, I'm going to say the most recent one. Right. That's Yeah, that is just called The Grinch, because technically the Jim Carrey is How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Yes, that's um, right. And the original How the Grinch Stole Christmas, of course, would be on my list, but again, not a movie, it's a TV, like half-hour cartoon. So, <laughs> But yeah, yeah, it's weird there's been that many versions of this story. But, uh, well, I'll just give you a quick... We may as well do this at the same time, because my number nine is also The Grinch, and the exact oh, same, <laughs> same version. We did not, I promise, we did not discuss this beforehand. Uh, the lists no. are all made independently and everything, but weirdly enough, that's a bizarre coincidence that it's also my exact number nine, the one with, um, it's animated by the people, I think it's Illumination that make minions and stuff, and Benedict Cumberbatch does the voice of the Grinch, and uh, I really like it. But what did you like about it anyway? Because we were talking about your list first of all. So. I, I, th I think it's probably the same as yourself. It's because obviously Christmas, he, he obviously comes round to the Christmases in your heart, doesn't he? So hmm. it's, it's a real feel-good Christmas film, as in it, it really reminds you that Christmas isn't all about the commercial side and it isn't all about the presents and rushing around and making sure you have everything just right for Christmas. It's, it's actually about being together and the singing and, you know, being the love that surrounds Christmas. So that's why I like The Grinch. Yeah, it's that lovely rhyme at the end, isn't it? Maybe Christmas, he thought, wasn't bought at a store. Maybe Christmas perhaps means a little bit more, which yeah. I think is the key message to it. And that's why I like it, because it was... It, I think it might well have been the first version that I saw, because I never really watched the Jim Carrey one. Um, and I was just totally in love with the, the writing, the prose of um, Dr. Zeus, because the film copies a lot of it pretty much exactly, the rhyming couplets and stuff. Um, yeah. And I was totally like, oh, this is really... And that's why... As I said, since then, I've, I've got the original kind of cartoon from, I think, the 60s that was always on in America, I've, I've been told from friends. Um, and that's definitely my absolute favourite, not just because it's shorter, but because it obviously is just a straight adaptation of the book and uh, the message behind it and everything's really nice and really sweet. But <clears throat> I do remember being impressed with the new version because it has that kind of, um, it, it has humour and stuff that pads it out that really works for me with, with the kind of, the, the Grinch's relationship with his dog, for example, stands out to me and yes. gives you some good sort of physical humour and stuff, as well as the Christmassy elements of it. And I think, uh, yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch, I think, actually did a really good job playing the voice of the Grinch and, and selling that as well, because it's a, it's a fine line. You've got to be kind of hateable but lovable enough that you can be loved at the end kind of thing. So, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> awesome. Um, so we'll go back to you then, and I'll ask you for our Jessica's number nine then, Denise. Well, Jessica's number nine is the Polar Express. Ah, I thought that might come up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, go ahead then, tell us about the Polar Express, because it's not, not a film that's on my radar a lot, but I know you guys like it. So No, it, it is a family one again in our house. It is a family favourite at Christmas. We even have it in 3D, I must say. <laughs> All right, okay. We've been to a few events. This is this is the film that um, pubs and things tend to put on at Christmas and sell tickets and you go along and you get your hot chocolate and there'll be a conductor who will pretend to obviously stamp your ticket that you get like on the actual Polar Express film and they'll try to make it very much like the Polar Express. But for me, it's just the Polar Express is it's just so heartwarming because again, it has a little bit of everything going on. So there's a little boy who doesn't really believe in Christmas because he's never really had any presents. And he's obviously 
it, it, the poor train as the little boy who's obviously not as well off as the other people on the train because they're all on a train and it's just at the end obviously he does get a present and they all become friends on the train as they go through to the north pole and there's there's a little bit of action when the train obviously derails and things so yeah it, it it's a real it's a really really good feel good christmas film and it has obviously singing and a big christmas tree <laughs> so yeah. and it has it has hot chocolate as well a proper song with the hot chocolate and Tom Hanks does a really good job of, of playing the con. Obviously, the voiceover. Sorry, on the mm. on the conductor. For me, he, he really makes the film. So yeah, it's a it's a really good Christmas film. That's good. That's good. Mm. Right. Well, this is not going to take a lot of going into. As I say, I can't really discuss the Polar Express because, and I'll say this quietly, I've never actually seen it, so I couldn't <laughs> say whether it's good or. I'll get round to it one of these years. Maybe it's even this year. We'll we'll see if I get a chance to. But uh, yeah. yeah, I've never actually seen it. But I'm I, I'm reliably informed by you guys that it's good i know it's one that you always watch as a family the the four of you as well so um but yeah never saw it myself always was a little bit freaked out by the cgi tom hanks of it all you know but, uh, <laughs> so uh, again yeah as i was saying this this one won't take much getting into because we've kind of already talked about it but our harry's number nine is the same as my number 10 it's jingle all the way again <laughs> so um <laughs> it probably appeals for all the same reasons we are suckers for you know the geeky toy We've probably both lived that, even though we're very far apart in age, we've both had that where we wanted a toy off our parents or off Santa that Christmas. And, uh, you know, we wanted the latest thing and it was all superhero based and that. Plus, it's just funny and it's just heartwarming and sentimental. So um, I presume you must have known that our Harry liked that one. Yes, I knew that it was the one that he liked, yes. Oh, bless. That's good. Uh, okay, we'll move on then to, um, we'll start with the number eight and we'll begin with yours. Denise, what's number eight on your list? Well, we're not going to be talking much about it because it's Jingle All The Way. <laughs> <laughs> so that's three lists it's appeared on so far then. Yeah, it's, again, it's a, as you've just said in regards to Harry, again, it's a one that we've watched as a family at Christmas time. And as a parent myself, it does really resonate with mm. yourself about what it's like at Christmas when you want that special toy for your child and you can't get one anywhere and yeah it's it is, it is a, a stress and a worry and but that's not what it's all about and yeah so I think we've talked enough about Jingle all the way though <laughs> so yeah we'll I don't really want to spoil the ending but I like that at the end it's not even about getting the toy it's more no. like I said it's, it's from that same stable of 90s movies where it's more about wanting his dad to to be there for him isn't it more than anything but it's yeah. nice and it's a sweet message, but yeah. Um, okay, we've talked enough about that one. I guess. So I'll give you my number eight film. And my number eight's a very recent movie. Um, not that the Grinch wasn't, but this is quite recent. Uh, as in, I think it's only a year or two old. Uh, the number eight on my list is the movie Last Christmas uh, oh. with um, Amelia Clark and Henry Golding, uh, which I remember we went to see at the cinema when it came out, weirdly enough. Um, what did, what did. Yeah. My, my tear ducks were definitely working. Oh, it's it's very emotional. The end of it is absolutely, it, it's a good punch. It's a great movie all the way through because it's got that sort of, like I've never really been one for the romantic comedy type films. I've never been into Love Actually or any of them types of things. But this one, I just thought it was really good. I thought the supporting cast were great. Michelle Yeoh is the kind of woman that calls herself Santa is really funny. And uh, Emma Thompson is, is just, again, heartbreaking and really powerful in, in her role. Um, the leads are great. And the very last sort of twist at the end, which I won't spoil, is just... Oh, it's it's heartbreaking yeah. in that very emotional way. But the movie itself, I think, just comes off as very Christmas and all the emotion of the, the season. And I was very impressed when I saw it, even though 
it's very new so obviously the fact that it's number eight after only being out for a couple of years shows you that i must have really enjoyed it which i did um so yeah, yeah. that was that was mine and uh like i said i know that we saw the pictures together i think we both enjoyed but we were both very emotional at the end part of it weren't we so yeah it, it, it's still although it is emotional it is a film that will stay with you you if you've never <sighs> seen it and you think now that you're listening to the podcast oh that's something i've never really thought of watching because like michael you might not have been interested in thinking of the romantic side if you've read a little bit about it but honestly it is a film that will stay with you for lots of different reasons and it definitely is so powerful it really is and it but it, it does still make you feel Christmassy although it's emotional it does still make you feel what Christmas is all about definitely it has a good message as well not not even just the central kind of shocking idea but the overall message of like acceptance and and being there for each other that I think we, we need more of these days that's very kind of Christmas appropriate um so yeah i definitely recommend give it a watch at least once maybe and see if it's your kind of thing it might be too schmaltzy for you if you're a bit cynical but um i think it's a very weird and, and a very good movie um paul feig i think directed it so yes very good movie <laughs> um so right i think we're up to our jessica's number eight film now if you've got that. yeah jessica's number eight is the lion the witch and the wardrobe Ah, nice. And I remember this was the only one you sent me that you were questioning because you weren't 100% sure it was a Christmas movie, were you? <laughs> That's right. And and to be honest, I couldn't re I can only remember it. I'm going to be really honest. I can only remember a little bit about it because I read the book. It was mm. the book that interested me. You know, when I was younger, I really loved to read, didn't I? And it was it it was the book that kind of sticks with me not the film but obviously, well, obviously it didn't stick with you because the book no. has <laughs> yeah you know that i was obsessed well you of all people know that i was obsessed with the chronicles of narnia and i've read and reread yeah. them over and over um so i do remember well i've seen the film obviously as well but i remember that one of the key plot points does involve santa claus so you have kind of have to call it a christmas movie because like i said it's it's key to the plot that to get to the last battle it's Christmas and Santa Claus is the one that gives them gifts of like a bow and arrow and a sword and uh, whatever mm -hmm. their particular kind of skills are supposed to be so and obviously yeah. it all takes place in like a snowy forest and whatever else and it's just got that Christmas feel of that like fairy tale idea um, which I think you, you can't discount that as well so I definitely would give that to our Jessica as, as loud as a Christmas movie. Um, I was quite shocked that it was one that you has put up there because it's not something we have watched a lot as a family so yeah. I was she's obviously got really nice memories of it but I, I don't not not from watching it with us it's obviously a one that she's maybe watched with her friends over the Christmas time or that she's maybe, just discovered yeah. herself recently because it wasn't the one that I was expecting to see on there but then that's nice because you know that's that it's her list isn't it it's her, it's yeah. her advice, so that just proves that obviously I'm not governing what they have on the list <laughs> mm. yeah but i mean she, she might have seen it recently because i do know that I, i'm well i'm pretty sure it's, it's on disney plus um so mm -hmm. she might have just come across it like browsing on there uh because i know they recommend certain christmasy films and stuff so maybe that's what it was but yeah, yeah. It, it's a very good movie as well well i like it's, it's kind of a shame that we still haven't had a proper version of all of the chronicles of narnia because i like the three movies they did come out with um but it was they they, they only did i think book volume number two four and five which was weird but yeah uh, not not anything to do with christmas but my favorite is still um voyage of the dawn treader the fifth book and the third movie so do watch it if you get a chance <laughs> um speaking about things that me are questionably christmasy but i know people will disagree with me on this uh, number eight on our harry's list is the movie the nightmare before christmas 
yeah. um, which I have really tried. I've tried this every year for the last three years and every single time I'm just not that in love with it. I just, it, it doesn't spark anything with me and it's weird because I know it's, it's not directed by Tim Burton, but it's just by him and it's his ideas and stuff. And I like so much of Tim Burton's other stuff. I like like Beetlejuice and Edward Scissorhands and obviously the Batmans and stuff. Um, so it feels weird not to like this, but every time I've watched it, I've just ended up drifting off or not paying attention or getting a bit bored with it. Um, but I know there is the debate as well of, you know, is it a Halloween or a Christmas movie? It's definitely a Christmas movie, I, I personally say. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Again, I think that's the one that is more for the younger the younger audience because obviously i have watched it with the children but i know i don't enjoy it as much as they do so i definitely mm. think it's hit the targeted audience of the younger the younger audience definitely yeah yeah i want to like it that's the thing and every like i say i've tried it so many times and i'm like i, I totally get it and it's everything i like and i even like the corpse bride which is the other like tim burton mm -hmm. stop motion animated type of type of movie but yeah for some reason like before christmas it just doesn't quite connect with me and i don't know what it is that, that that's that barrier maybe it is just like you see i was too old when we first watched it and it never quite got in there for me so yeah. oh well never mind i know a lot of people that would have it as their number one though that really like do like connect with it and have it you know mainly i think because it's it's not as schmaltzy so i think it's the people that want to be all like yeah christmas is good but oh, 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 it's all we're all hard and goth and whatever else as well so yeah um, but yeah, anyway, we'll move on from uh, from my ramblings and I will ask you for, we're up to number seven, aren't we? So what's your number seven film then? Right, well, my number seven, we're not probably going to talk a lot about because we've talked about it quite a bit. It is number, it is, of course, Arthur Christmas. Ah, okay, fair enough. So it's from you like as well as the kids, obviously, then. Yeah, that's definitely a family favourite, as we said before. So yeah, that's my number seven. Number seven. So it's it's fair to say it's an, you averagely like it. Not it's not like one of the top ones because it's obviously not from our youth. But number seven still a good score. So you obviously like it. So that's yeah. good. 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 Um, yeah. Well, lots of happy family memories. I assume recently with that one. So that makes some sense. <laughs> definitely. Um, my number seven is a film that I'm sure will also probably come up again. Um, but this is. Uh, some people might well have issue with me having it this low, but my number seven is the movie Elf, which mm. I like a lot, but there's films I like more. And I guess it was hard to make this list. So it feels like even looking at it now, it feels like seven's a low place for it, but there's nothing above it that I would knock down um, because it's it's not that I don't like Elf at all. I love it. I think it's such a good movie. It's a it's a modern Christmas classic. And, you know, I have the, the Blu-ray of it and I love, obviously any Will Ferrell comedy is great. He's fantastic in it. I like the kind of, the, the references to the past Christmas stop motion of it and uh, the, the sort of schmaltzy, I've said that word a lot, but, you know, the sort of Christmas spirit of it all and the way that it ends with, you know, having to have people feel the, the Christmas spirit to get to, to save the day in the end without without spoiling too much in case anyone hasn't seen it. Um, but, yeah, it's also family-friendly, but with that kind of zany Will Ferrell comedy shtick as well, and it's just so... It's just so likable. There's something about it that it immediately became like quotable, and it's just what you always, or what you now anyway think of as, as being Christmas, even though it's not that old of a movie. Um, so yeah, it's definitely my number seven. <laughs> yeah, it it um, is such a good, such a good movie, and it is the one that nearly every household I would imagine has seen, and it is the one that obviously people refer to at Christmas time, especially now that with the little elves, you know how everyone mm. does the little elf on the shelf. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that obviously 
people who maybe hadn't seen it before, once Elf on the Shelf became a big thing in the UK, then they probably would have then watched Elf because of Elf on the Shelf. And mm. yeah, I think it's it's huge, isn't it? The film and the, obviously the Elf on the Shelf helps that. I think. Yeah, I think it's be, it's become kind of one of the ones that it's cool to like as well because it's the same. It's directed by John Favreau, who obviously went on to do like the Iron Man movies and the Mandalorian and stuff. So it's kind of it's got some nerd cred from that, but it's also because it's Will Ferrell and it's a comedy and it's not a straight up like romance or um, you know fairy tale type thing just on its own. I think there's a bit of a cool factor to it that, that got it some popularity. But I think yeah, beyond that, it's just a really good, a well made movie. Um, yeah. and Louis Deschanel's good in it as well. I should just, I should say because she never gets any credit for that. <laughs> so just, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, so I'll ask you for our Jessica's number seven then next, please. It is Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas. Ah, yes, I remember discussing this with our Jessica because she couldn't remember the name of it when she was making her list, so she did ask. So I did kind of have the little spoiler of knowing this was going to be on her list somewhere as well. <laughs> um, not something I'm familiar with. How about you? <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a one that was watched a lot when they were very young. So I'm talking from them, obviously, being, say, two, three-year-old. And it was just a classic every year that they always wanted to watch. And, and they wanted to watch it a lot to, with the run-up to Christmas. And it just is very, very Christmassy. And I think it, it's obviously something that they both will remember from being young, basically. Mm. But, yeah, it is a good it is a good film. It's geared towards a younger audience. And if you've got children, you'll probably have seen it. If you haven't got children, you'll probably never watch it. <laughs> well, I was going to say, it's, it's, I've never really even heard of it. I, I vaguely knew the title, which is how I was able to help our Jessica, because I've seen it. And, again, I've seen it on Disney+, Plus, like, in passing. Um, but just if you could then, because I, I, I know I personally have no semblance of what it's about. So could you give me just a very quick brief discussion of what it's about without spoiling anything in case anybody hasn't seen? I think it's hard to kind of say what it's about without spoiling it. <laughs> right, without, right, right. Without, without kind of, I don't know, without kind of giving too much away, obviously, because it's it's mickey mouse so you know i think we can safely say it's like mickey and the disney characters and it's said at christmas and that's probably all all that most people need to know isn't it really (laughs) yeah because i think if you know mickey mouse episodes you know that if if i say too much you'll you'll give it away kind of thing Mm. i mean i i didn't know until recently when i was looking into it because we were talking about it for starters it's only just would have probably only just made this list michael because it's only one hour one hour ten minutes Ah, so I, was looking in, I knew it wasn't that long so i looked into it and it was one hour 10 minutes and it was actually initially released in 1999 which oh okay i, I thought it was older than that yeah yeah well I, I didn't actually think it was that old i think because ah, okay. I, you see jessica and harry were young when they watched it but i'm just going to sum it up as it obviously sheds light on the true meaning of christmas which is pretty much most of mm, the films that we're them. talking about yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely so, but yeah it, it is a, a like i say it is a really good film but and it's obviously animated so it's it is geared towards the the younger and walt disney obviously always make a really really good film don't mm, they? So, yeah and, for, for starters as well, obviously, you've got your big character. I'll just talk a little bit about the characters and stuff, So rather than giving the plot away. Obviously, mm. you've got your big characters like Donald Duck and then Scrooge and Huey and, and Louie and, you know, Mickey oh, Mouse okay. and Minnie Mouse. So they're, they're all in there. It's a, it's a very, very Christmassy 
a very Christmassy film. Yeah, it really it's pure is. Disney then, obviously, with the main characters, I guess. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it, it is very, very pure Disney. And, it, you know, it, it's about um, gifts and Christmas. <laughs> yeah, kiddie stuff, really, isn't it? It's yeah. weird how, you, if you say that, that uh, saying that it was released in 1999, that was the year that our brother was born. Um, yes. And yet, I don't know if he's ever really seen this movie. I would have to ask him. He's never mentioned it, but... I yeah. would say, yeah, I would say Sam. I would say Sam has. I think I can remember him watching it when he was younger. I really do. I actually okay. maybe think that was maybe why Jessica and Harry have watched it. Maybe his mum oh, had right. said like to them maybe. about it. But there is there is some singing in it as well. Obviously, as in <laughs> that's part of the plot as well. It yeah. Is, is, obviously the singing so similar to other disney stuff that we'll probably be talking about later yeah. So, yeah okay awesome um i'll move on to our harry's list then and i'll tell you that his number seven is a movie that i'm pretty sure is going to come up again um but it's the lowest on his list uh, and it's the movie home alone uh, which absolute christmas classic isn't it really i mean yeah. it's yeah. just yeah, it, it so really good. is <laughs> I think this is probably uh, one of our favourites as well. Without wanting to spoil the list, you know, we're not giving away any anything, but we'll say that we both like it probably. And uh, yeah, yeah, lots of good memories with this one because I do know it came out in 1990, so I would have been eight, you would have been ten, so it's the perfect age, I think, for it as well. Um, yeah, Just it is a very more. Christmas film, and it's a traditional Christmas film, isn't it? That every family would have sat around to watch together home alone it really is so, yeah, yeah i know i've definitely um i've definitely sat with our harry when he's when he's been watching it but it's it's one of those that transcends generations because like i said it was it was probably arguably our generation when we were younger that that got the movie and yet his generation watching it now can still appreciate it even though it's not really modern or up to date there's a lot of stuff in there that you're like well you know it wouldn't work nowadays or whatever because you can't you know, you've got mobile phones and internet and all this and would anybody be left on their own but kids don't care about that stuff they just see it as a fun adventure and you know macaulay culkin's brilliant in it obviously absolutely star performance in that movie and it's it's just funny and, and fun isn't it and and yet the ending is just pure again christmas tugging at the heartstrings so awesome. it is and it is so funny and and when you think he had his own little party, so he must have knew that COVID was going to happen in a few years' time, wasn't he? <laughs> a few years, a couple of decades later or so, probably, yeah, probably 30 he, years, actually, more like. But he, he kind of did have his own party with it, made his own people and everything, didn't he, for to have a party, so, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> we'll be talking about that again, though, I'm sure, at some point in the in the rest of these lists. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but we'll we'll go to your list anyway next, and I'll ask for your number six. We'll try and move it along a bit. Here. The, the number six on my list is the Muppets Christmas Carol, which obviously is a classic from when that's we were criminally young. low. Yeah, <laughs> I, I knew you would say that because I know obviously it's a one that we watched every year when we were younger, and it's mm. it is a it's a Christmas film that obviously reminds me of, of when I was young. Yeah. So I, I knew yes, you would yeah. be disappointed that it was, that it was number six. Well, six is still pretty good. Obviously it shows that you do like it and you've obviously watched it. I know you've watched it a few times because I would have been the reason, but obviously you've watched it, I assume since with the kids or, uh, or, or off your own back as well. So yeah. Awesome. I don't want to get too much into it because that one, yeah, might come up again later. We'll talk about mm -hmm. it a bit then, but Okay, it's good to know that you like it as well, and you've obviously watched it a few times, so uh, yeah. very good. Uh, my number six is kind of continuing a theme from Harry's, because <laughs> my number six is Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. 
<laughs> which um, I, I always get really upset when, well, not upset, but I always get a little bit annoyed when people are talking about their top Christmas movies and Home Alone comes up all the time and Home Alone 2 never does. And yet, for me, it's just as good. Yes, it's a repeat of a lot of the same beats and whatever else, but it's just as good of a movie. It has the same kind of Christmassy message, but with the kind of homeless lady instead of the, the guy that they're all frightened of and whatnot, and it's it's got all the same... But, but for me, because maybe because it's the one that hit when I was, again, at this point, I would have been 10 or 11, so I probably would have responded to it more. But I just love all the nonsense about like Tim Curry as the, the hotel bellhop that he's tricking and everything and <laughs> thinking that there's somebody in the room and scaring them off and everything and using the um, tape recorder thing to record his voice and slow it down to sound like his dad. And I think some of the jokes in the sequel are better than the jokes in the first one. It's not as original and it's not necessarily as Christmassy, though I think it probably, you know, you could argue it definitely is. I mean, it's Christmas in New York, but, and yes, again, it's, it stretches credibility that he's in a completely different place, but the same burglars are chasing after him, and he has access to a complete house that's halfway built, and does stuff that would have killed any, any sane or any <laughs> regular person outside of this movie. I mean, the, the fact he's dropping bricks and construction work on these guys, he'd, he'd be in, you know, juvie for second-degree murder in reality, like, you know, but uh, yeah. it's, it's, you've, you've got to look at it as kind of the slapstick nature of it, and I think because it had to go a bit bigger because it is a sequel, but I think it's a great movie, as I say. It's it's definitely deserves to be my number six, so that's where it's uh, it's ended up for me. So, <laughs> um yeah, I thought we'd gotten higher on the list than that, but there you go. So what about uh, our Jessica's number six then? Well, Jessica's <coughs> number six we've already talked about, and it is Home Alone. Ah, okay. We just talked about that, so that's fair enough, yeah. yeah. So the first Home Alone, I'm guessing, then she hasn't uh, got a lot to say about the second one. <laughs> no. I wonder why that is, yeah, with everybody when it comes to their lists. I don't Bizarre. know, yeah, but no, just Home Alone, I'm afraid. That's weird how um, Harry had it as his number seven and she had it as her number six. So they both kind of like it equally the same, kind, almost the same way. So, so that's cool. Yeah. Um, awesome. Uh, well, our Harry's number six is the movie Nativity, which, again, I, I must confess I've not seen. Um, I know it's quite a recent movie, although, again, they've made like two or three sequels. Yeah. <clears throat> but I haven't really seen it. I don't know if you have, Denise. Can you tell well, us anything I, I about it? I have seen Nativity. Well, we've seen all of them. But Nativity is obviously... It's it's about a teaching assistant. That this is this is how it all starts. As it's it's about a teaching assistant who is a little bit silly, really. But most teaching assistants are. I used to be one, so you have to be. <laughs> so yeah, he works in a school, and you know, I don't want to give too much away because obviously the the whole plot is obviously silly things happen on on each nativity. Silly things happen and things go wrong, and they're they're obviously trying to get the nativity done but things happen along the way <laughs> yeah well it's obviously about a school nativity which is not something that's been explored in films no. a lot and i think it might be more of an english thing because i know they are they are like british movies uh, so mm -hmm. maybe it's something that we do more than the americans maybe or whatever because obviously i remember when we were younger you know um yeah. so yeah but it's nice that the, that religious aspect gets it gets its way into a film i suppose as well because it does you know, and it's very funny but it, it is religious and the, there is a theme of Christianity w within it. Mm. Um, but it of is, course. <laughs> it's a nativity, so naturally, yeah. But it, it, it is very funny. He is really funny and it's just really, really, really Christmassy, but also funny at the same time. <laughs> yeah. 
if, well, you work in a, if you work in a school as well in any capacity you'll obviously relate to it really well i think that's why i like them <laughs> fair enough um what are the child actors like in it though because that's where you can sometimes either make or break a film like that isn't it so are they good or, yeah, or they, if you... yeah they are they're all really really good and they, okay. they play the parts really well and they're really believable in that part especially as i say because i've worked in a school and you know what you know you, you know what such and such who's going to be an angel is going to be like and you you kind of expect them to be exactly like what they are in the film so yeah it, yeah it, it's very believable okay cool. uh so we're up to number five we're roughly halfway through the list so we'll start with you again and i'll ask you for your number five then denise well, strangely, my number five is Nativity 3, Dude, Where Is My Donkey? <laughs> ah, right. How bizarre is that? Yeah. Why, did, why number three then out of all of them? Well, no, just because it is so funny, because obviously they lose the donkey, and the, the, the whole film is them trying to find the donkey, who was obviously meant to be in the Nativity. And it's just, it is absolutely hilarious. It's just a really funny, funny Christmas film. <laughs> and you can just imagine if it happened in a real school, you know, Ofsted coming in and them all looking for this donkey and they can't find it anywhere. Like you would even be allowed a real donkey anyway. <laughs> I have to say that does sound like a film that uh, they came up with the title first and then decided to fit a plot around something they thought sounded funny. But yeah. never mind. <laughs> If you say it's good, I'll take your word. As I say, I haven't actually seen any of them, but uh, I know there is at least three. And like mm -hmm. I say, I know it's got a lot of British, like the best comedy talent and whatever in it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Because that one, is that the one that has Catherine Tate and David Tennant in, or is that one of the earlier ones? No, that is the one, I do believe. Yes, Nativity 3, yeah. Oh, fair enough. Cool. Um, so <laughs> we'll have to wait and see if Nativity 2 makes it onto anyone's list, then, I guess. Um, <laughs> But yeah, that's fair enough. My number five movie then, just to move us to it, is a film that, again, as I'm looking at the list, it seems really low considering what it means to me, but that my number five is the film Santa Claus the Movie, um, which I know we know because it's it was, again, one of the ones from our childhood that we watch every year that I still have to have to watch religiously OCD style every year, um, you know, either on Christmas Eve or, or just before. Uh, and it's a film that I know objectively is not good certainly in the second half it isn't but because we've watched it every year for as long as i remember and because it just feels so christmasy it's a film that's attached to my heart in that real way you know so i can't not have it on my list and i think number five is probably as high as it can justifiably go but it's still it means a lot more to me than perhaps that number would represent i think and uh yeah i think it's a very good movie i could i could talk a lot about it i think the the fact that the first half is very fairy tale like and it's like the origin of santa claus i think the first half works really well and i have spoken to people since who see it even if they didn't like the movie they acknowledge the first half is great and you can see the influence of the director because it's a guy who was working on it's like produced as well by guys that were working on like superman um and and there's to me the start of the movie is very like those 70s superman movies you know the uh, mm -hmm. mystical origins and then finding a hidden fortress in the snow and everything and it's yeah. got that kind of feel to it but with the with the christmas fairy tale rather than the superhero side of it and you know obviously everyone's great in it and burgess meredith appears as the old santa who's uh who played the penguin in batman as well so lots of uh connections there but yeah mainly it was just and i think my, most of my memories are from that first half and it's just how it felt like the bright colors and the toys and the elves and the fun of christmas so 
That's and why it's me, number five. <laughs> and Santa Claus was making the toys, wasn't he? Which mm-hmm. obviously is the message from what Santa Claus used to obviously do years and years and years ago. So it feels very real, I think. In, in yeah, the- that's the thing. It's it's very much the traditional Christmas, yes. but but like but you don't see a lot of these days, but it's on like film and, and it's captured, and that's why I think the film kind of does fall apart when it then fast forwards to what was the present day at the time it was made, which is like the 80s. Mm-hmm. And it's all about you know consumerism and the elf trying to make the flying cars, and the, mm-hmm. it, it just gets really bizarre and weird when it tries to go modern day and, and do that part of the story when it could have just been you know the, the ancient story of Santa, I guess, and it wouldn't be cool. So, but, yeah, uh, yeah. <clears throat> That's fair enough. So what about our Jessica's number five then? What would that be? Jessica's number five is Elf. Oh, okay. Well, we've talked about Elf. So. <laughs> yeah, we've, talk- we've talked about Elf. But yeah, it, I, I'm again, imagine it's because of what, it's a one that we'll watch every year at some point at Christmas. Yeah, and she obviously finds it funny, I presume, and, uh, and has that yeah. kind of charm, doesn't it? So that's she good. Doesn't. That's fair enough. It's good to know that it's liked, I think. If I'm not mistaken, that might be a film, maybe one of the only ones that ends up on all four lists, but I, I don't want to spoil it just in case, but I know that, uh, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So that's Jessica's number five. Um, our Harry's number five, we've also already talked about. Uh, it's The Grinch, which we discussed earlier. Um, yeah. I don't know for sure which version, because I don't know if our Harry knows the difference in the titles, but I have to presume he means the newest one, because yeah. that's the one that's just called The Grinch. Um, I haven't seen the older one. I don't think I've ever seen the older version. Right, fair enough. Yeah, well, I know that we did watch the new one together and I think we all liked it, so I presume it's that one. And once again, like I say, I do recommend it. I know there's people that would say it's not great, but for me, I think it's it's brilliant. And especially if you've got a family, I think it's it hits that sweet spot of being funny and, and fun for the kids and yet having that really cool Dr. Zeus message behind it as well. So there you go. <laughs> the Grinch, again, popular. Um, okay, we'll move on to number four then, and I'll ask uh, you for yours first of all. That's how we're doing it. So there we go. I, yeah, I, th- I think we'll be chatting less and less about the films, though, because my number four is Last Christmas. Oh, wow, okay. I didn't expect it to be on your list, let alone that high, but that's fair enough. Excellent. Yeah, it's, what did you I like said, about it, then? <laughs> Let's get into it. As I said before, I think it was just that it's so emotional, but also it's very Christmassy. The message, the Christmas message is there. It is heartbreaking, but it's just a film that's so memorable and will stay with you. If you if you haven't seen it and then you watch it, you'll never forget it. Yeah, fair enough. I haven't rewatched it, mine, but I think I would love to. And it, it's got that kind of feel to it. And it's not something you can watch any other time because I think it just has that Christmas sense to it really doesn't it but yeah that's fair enough again it's one of those films though where you can't see it too much without giving it mm. away can you really it's... that's the thing yeah and i think it, it it even even seeing that there's something to give away i think gives something away because yeah. uh, people kind of expect things then but i think yeah just and go into it just thinking of it as a christmas movie and uh, along the lines of like love actually and then see what happens to you when you're enjoying it maybe but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, I don't want to spoil it for other people because we didn't know no. how the film was going to turn out because obviously we were lucky and I do believe we went maybe it's on opening day. I don't think there was It any... wasn't that early, but it was within the first week or two for, for sure, yeah. Well, I can't remember seeing any spoilers or anything no. anyway before we went. So we got to experience the full experience, I feel. So yeah. that's why I don't want to spoil it for anyone else. <laughs> yeah there's lots in it i mean it, it, we should see it it's not like a you know like a sixth sense or whatever where it's made by the twist and not a lot else happens or whatever else 
Um, not to say that there even is, is or isn't anything. It's a good film throughout. I enjoy it. Like I say, I think the supporting cast are good. I think it's, it's got that kind of Christmas charm and the two leads are obviously attractive, but also really good. So, yeah. Awesome. That's good to see it on your on your list. So that's fair enough. <clears throat> my number four is a movie that I don't actually think you've seen. Uh, and it's not one from my childhood, but it is a film that I've come to love. Uh, and that's the film Scrooged uh, with Bill Murray. Um, no, I have which... seen it. Oh, you have? Okay, I didn't know that. <laughs> I know that we didn't. Obviously, it's not really appropriate for children, so it's not one from my childhood. But it's one that I saw, I think, for the first time as a teenager. And since I did, it's obviously a, um, a, a take on A Christmas Carol, as a lot of these types of films are. Um, but because it's like it's Bill Murray who is hilarious and you know doing uh, all of his improvisation and whatever as well. It's modern and up to date, so it does give you that same message that we've talked about, which is the commercialization of Christmas versus the point. And you know you can be rich and still be a bit of an a hole, and it's not about what you gave; it's more about what time you gave. And you know he's basically a modern day version of what Scrooge would be, except he would be you know television executive trying to you know, exploit Christmas or whatever, and yet gets visited by the three ghosts who are played by three brilliant comedians who, you know, show him the error of his ways, but in that kooky way. And uh, yeah, again, d directed by Richard Donner, who directed, among other things, Superman, we've mentioned, and uh, Lethal Weapon and uh, a bunch of other, the, the Goonies and loads of great movies. And I think it has, it's a more adult take on A Christmas Carol, but it also is, to me, really funny and still ultimately has that Christmas message without... Um, you know, without that, that layer of cynicism that you might necessarily expect. So I think definitely a movie I would recommend if you've never seen it. Although, yes, it is very 80s. So it does look dated and of its time, I think, a little bit as well. So <clears throat> Awesome. Um, Okey-doke. Do you want to move to, to Jessica's number four now, then? Yeah, Jessica's number four we've talked about quite a bit. It is The Grinch. Oh, see, so that's three of us, no, four of us that have the Grinch on our list then. Yeah. <laughs> Jessica completes the four. <laughs> Us. Fair enough. Yeah. So again, we have to presume it's the the Benedict Cumberbatch one then. But yeah, yeah that's cool. Awesome. Uh, I think that was watched that together is probably a large part of the reason why it's on all four lists. But uh, I agree. Yeah. That's cool. I think Jessica might be the one that has it the highest at number four then. But that's good to know that she likes it and uh, enjoyed it when we watched it. That's good. Um, the number four on Harry's list we've also already talked about, uh, and that is the Polar Express. <laughs> Yeah. Um, which, as we say, obviously it means a lot to you lot as a family, so that's why it's on his list as well. But we've discussed it at length that I haven't seen it, and you've kind of discussed what it's about and why it's good, and the kind of um, the, the real world versions of Polar Express that feed into it, and how it's it, you know it represents Christmas to the younger people maybe that way. And uh, it's definitely, I think, a, a family experience, isn't it? So yeah, yeah that's awesome. Uh, great. So what we'll move on then, and what is your number three? Well, my number three we've also talked quite a bit about, and it is Elf. <laughs> oh, okay. It's going to keep happening, I think, isn't it, now that we're getting toward yeah. the top of the list? So <clears throat> what do you like about Elf? Because I don't know if we actually got into to your explanations. For me, I like that when he obviously goes to stay with his dad and how he obviously wants to be part of the family and you know it, it, for me it's how the relationship develops then between him and his stepmom and his dad and obviously mm. his brother and and then the whole family for me elf shows that family at christmas is so important because it, it all happens obviously around christmas time where he finds out about his dad and that he and then he goes looking for him and 
so yeah it, it it's for me it's the the family side of christmas in in the elf story that i like fair enough and it gives us an excuse to constantly send gifts every year of you know buddy the elf being excited or seeing that he knows santa or whatever and eating yeah. whatever that mess of blooming candy worms or whatever it is that he eats yeah <laughs> but we haven't even talked about the central idea which is the the ridiculousness of like thinking he's an elf even though he's like six feet two or whatever and, know, and yeah. the daftness of it but they do they do use i think without milking that to you know being sick of it they do do some good clever jokes i think with that and the idea of it is obviously absurd as well but it's kind of cool so yeah, yeah, awesome. Uh, my number three we've also already talked about, uh, and it is Home Alone. Yes, I know oh, yeah. I, I, I did say that I like Home Alone too, and that some of the jokes are funnier, but yes, I do have the first Home Alone three places higher because it's a classic. It's the one we watched. I remember watching it with multiple members of our family uh, over the years. I remember, you know, going back to when it first came out when I was eight, to, right up until watching it with, I think, you and the kids last year many a year we've watched it and like i said it's just so good you, you watch it and you're like the way that it's written by i think john hughes actually um is mm -hmm. so incredibly well done there's some great humor in it and like i said macaulay Culkin as a child actor is absolutely you can see how he was just you know he exploded on the scene around that time and became absolutely famous because he carries the film even though he's like eight or whatever you know um and he's really funny but there's also like a john candy appearance out of nowhere that's funny for a little bit and yeah just the, the but yet at the very end like i said when it comes down to that heartwarming like he just wants to be with his parents and his mum you know much as we might make jokes about george it could must be a bit neglectful it, it's it's that ultimate last moment and then as i said without spoiling too much about it although i kind of have the idea of um trying to become closer to the guy that they were all terrified of the old man that they see owned and <clears throat> not judging a book by its cover and then what yeah. Christmas could mean for him and that it's not just, you know, as much as it is a movie about the slapstick ridiculousness of fighting off burglars with traps and stuff, there's more to it as well as that. Um, so for me, that's why it makes number three and quite high on my list, obviously. Um, yeah. Awesome. So what is our Jessica's number three? Well, we've talked about it already and it is The Nightmare Before Christmas. Ah, I knew that would be high on Jessica's list. I knew that she was a fan. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. She is, because I do believe you bought her the DVD one, yeah. I did, yes, actually, yeah. But I know yeah. she likes that kind of thing anyway, because like I said, it has that kind of goth coolness type of vibe to it without... But it, it sneaks in the Christmasiness, I think, under that by being like, oh, we're not we're not uh, overly sugary sweet and whatever, and then it kind of is, but it tricks you <laughs> that way, I guess. Um, yeah. So much as it doesn't necessarily, you know, call to me on that level, I can definitely see how it's liked and... You've got to wear how well it's made. I mean, stop motion animation is a nightmare to do. So yeah, I know. Yeah, it. Uh, and I think that's probably why Jessica really likes it as well, because obviously she's quite into creative media and editing. Mm. And I think the film obviously really, really resonates with Jessica because she. I can imagine she will be seeing them putting the scenes together in her head because she likes to do that yeah. kind of thing. So yeah, I think it's definitely a personal favorite of hers because of the editing. Yeah, definitely. Yes, I think it's something we could say about a lot of these films, but I also think the songs in that are fantastic as well. Um, yeah. The songs I do love, I think it's just, they're brilliantly done. And uh, yeah, Danny Elfman knocks it out the park on every one of them. Um, yeah. So yeah, brilliant little musical, surprise musical, I think, movie as well. So yeah, that might be another reason why it's popular. But uh, awesome. So again, our Harry's number three, we've talked about at length quite recently. Uh, it's Elf. 
So there's not really much else we can say, except that again, that basically makes it on every list, I think, uh, or at least three out of the four. And uh, well, his, yeah. his three was the same as my number three. Well, there you go. That would be why <laughs> you probably watched it together a few times. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't have Jessica's list in front of me, so I can't remember if it was on hers. It might not have made it. It but... was. It was number was it? five on Jessica's, yeah. Well, that's obviously going to be popular in the top ten then, because it was on literally all four lists, just like uh, The Grinch. So awesome uh well we don't need to go into that more but again if you haven't seen it definitely give it a look it's a very good movie uh so there you go uh what is your number two then moving to that again it's the one we've talked about at length it is of course the one from our childhood santa claus the movie oh uh, yes yeah, so uh, no but come on explain what it means to you and what you like about it or what you because number two is very high isn't it so it is and as, I, as i said before when we were talking about it it's the fact that obviously originally at the beginning santa claus is how i imagined santa claus to be when i was mm -hmm. younger so i imagined him to be in the north pole in the workshop making toys for every child in in the world and and it really does make you feel that Santa Claus is so special and he's going to make all these toys for everybody. He's so magical. He really must be amazing. And every child is going to get a toy and he's not going to forget about anybody and everyone's going to be happy and get a toy at Christmas. Oh, and you obviously just love John Lithgow's incredibly subtle villain performance. It's just, it's so understated, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's not at all. It's the complete opposite. He's, he's an absolute <laughs> pantomime villain, but it just works, I think, for a Christmas movie better than it would in any other place because it's, it's ridiculous. There's not a bit of that scenery that that man hasn't chewed by the end of the movie, but... Uh, you know, I, I just remember when the elf's talking about, we're going to give it away for free. And then he's like, free? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's bad, but in that way that it's still fun to watch. And like I said, even the bad parts of the movie are, are fun. And it's messy. So it's, it's when you can be forgiven of these things. And like you said, it's hard to put into words, but that first half is just so everything that you picture Christmas in your head when you're a kid, isn't it really? So uh, it, That sums it up. That really does. It's how you you had envisioned that Christmas would be. If you could go to the North Pole and actually see into Santa Claus's workshop, it would be exactly like that. Yeah, and that's hard to capture, but I think that film does a perfect job, so yeah. awesome. Um, my number two is uh, a film that probably won't be on any other lists because everybody else is just a philistine. <laughs> but my number two, and it was very close, is the film It's a Wonderful Life, um, which I could honestly rave about for days um but it's a film that i don't think gets a, a, a lot of a fair chance because it's really old and black and white and i don't think and it is long i will say that but i don't think that's fair because it is such a beautiful and such a great movie and it takes you on such a ride um to get you to that very end and uh again i wanted to talk about it and say how great it is and how much i love it and, and why it's one of i think the best movies of all time without spoiling anything is difficult but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a Christmas movie and it is appropriate, I would say, for families. But yet the entire thing centers around a guy who basically do doesn't want to live anymore. And, you know, it starts off with almost a suicide attempt. And then it's kind of, you know, this this is what you've meant to the world. And, and even when things have been hard, this is maybe what 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 you can't see. And like I said, I don't think there's a, a finer to this message than, than that at the very end. And yet. Yeah, it's if for the nineteen forties it hits incredibly hard and it's so good and James Stewart is absolutely astoundingly good in the lead as uh, George Bailey throughout and you've got to stick with it till the end because there's some rough going in the middle when things look really hard and when it seems like 
the bad guys have the upper hand and everything seems kind of hopeless, but it just makes the end, I think, all the more rewarding and all the more special when you finally get there. And don't be put off by the fact that it's black and white, but also don't look for the colorized version because there's like those are terrible when they've just done fake colorizing effects of that on them. But uh, do seek it out if you have a spare couple of hours. And uh, yeah, definitely, I think it's a film that everyone should at least watch once and uh, and see what it's all about because it's so just really, really, really good. Um, yeah, fair enough. Uh, it's, not one it's not one I've seen, even though I must confess every year I do see it to myself because I know it's on TV every year somewhere. Mm. And I do see it to myself every year. I'm going to watch it. I'm definitely going to watch it. And I've ne never actually gotten around to it. So I'm going to make a top of me list of things to do this year to make me feel Christmassy as well. Fair enough. Well, I have the DVD if you ever wanted to borrow it. I'll tell you. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's how I watch it almost every year because, yeah, it's like I say, it's heavy going. And I think kids, like really young kids, might well find it a little bit boring, especially in the middle and stuff. But you can see why it's a classic and why it's a brilliant movie and if you if you appreciate the underlying message i think it's, there's a lot to love there so yeah. yeah awesome um what were we up to then so that was my number two so then jessica's number two would be next wouldn't it so what's uh, what's jessica's number two is a one that i haven't seen before either and it is love actually and i know she definitely has watched this recently and it will be on probably yeah. netflix or something so yeah, but yeah it's it's not a one that's ever really appealed to me i'm sorry i've never say. seen it either <laughs> no and, and and i know it's huge michael with lots of people and yeah lots of people really really love it they really read it it's i don't know it's just not something that ever ever really appealed to me it just didn't so um, i'm sorry yeah. i can't see anything about it because I don't know anything. I'm about surprised it. that it didn't appeal to you, as I would have think it would be the kind of thing that. And it's weird that I've never seen it because even when you think of those types of films that you wouldn't think I had seen, I have seen like Four Weddings and a Funeral and Notting Hill and stuff, mm -hmm. mainly because of you, if I'm honest, because yeah. you've had like videos and stuff. But obviously, yeah, with with never really having a partner at, at that time of year to watch it with or anything, and with like I said, not it, it always just struck me as oh, it's going to be overly romantic comedy ish. And, who can be bothered with that you know what i mean that's not what the christmas films are about really for me but uh i can definitely see why it's popular you know what i mean it is it, it, you know it, it's richard curtis doing his thing isn't it so yeah, yeah. maybe one day i'll uh, i'll watch it just just to see what all the fuss is about but uh yeah. we, we'll see <laughs> but yeah it's good that uh our jessica has it as a number two obviously very very popular she must love it so yeah awesome. um well yeah so this brings us all the way to the number ones on the main lists then believe it or not so uh we'll keep to the same order then and we'll ask you what was your number one best christmas film of all time then denise well my number one is the one we have talked about at length as well but it is the polar express <laughs> ah i've got to tell you what our harry's number two film was <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay so, what was harry's number two? I'll, I'll jump back to that sorry I, i've got a little bit ahead of myself on that one but um yeah so our harry's number two film is muppets christmas carol believe it oh, or not nice um yeah. it's a film that i know is popular and obviously we know it's been it was on your list wasn't it so it was, yeah. don't think it was on jessica's but it makes it to number two on harry's um yeah. i do remember him again when i asked them to make the list without them telling me anything about what he was like oh would, you, would it be really embarrassing if i put muppets christmas carol on there quite high and um i i love that he loves it and i love that it still has that kind of appeal to the younger generation <laughs> we'll go back to your number one then which as i say the polar express wasn't it so 
yeah and as i say it, it's because it really as a moment really sits with me of, of of christmases and us all being together as a family all sitting down to watch it with our blankets and my hot chocolate and then the film just really makes you feel christmasy they're singing there's a big christmas tree santa claus comes you know he asks them to help and the bell even the little bell that you know if you hear it ring then you believe and obviously everyone who knows anything about the polar express will know that saying because they use it all the time don't they they turn it out all the time that you you believe if you obviously you know you have the if you can hear the bell ringing so yeah it's it's just yeah, yeah it's, there's lots anyway. of singing in it and you know there's there's some moments where you feel a little it, it it pulls at your heartstrings and there's some moments where you really feel christmasy and you really want to to sing along and you you really want to decorate your tree and <laughs> and really get in the christmas spirit definitely. that's fair enough well that's one from your kids childhood rather than ours but um yeah it still obviously means a lot a lot to you but yeah that's why it's not on my list because actually i've never actually even seen it so <laughs> again yeah. one day maybe um, okay, well, I'll move to my number one then, which surprising nobody uh, is the Muppet Christmas Carol. <laughs> um, it's really funny because I mentioned briefly to our mom earlier today when uh, when she rang that we were recording this and it was going to be about our Christmas films. And the first words out of her mouth were, oh, well, Muppets is your number one. And I was like, how do people know? It's just so transparent. But like I say, maybe it was just because it hit at that time in life when I was the perfect age. But I could, again, rave about this for hours on end. The songs are perfect. The performances are brilliant. The fact that it, it sticks so close to the text, even though it's a Muppets version, is brilliant. It's so heartfelt. It feels absolutely like the magic of Christmas. Like we were discussing with Santa Claus the movie, it captures something about that. Even when it's, you know, a, a daft puppet frog or whatever, it, it absolutely gets the spirit and the feel of it. And yeah, the, the story of A Christmas Carol, I think, is always going to be timeless, but why the Muppets version somehow appeals more, I don't know. Maybe it's just because, like I said, it was the one that the one that drummed it into me since I was eight, nine, ten years old, whatever it was, and, and I've watched it again every single year since, and I just think it's a beautiful, very Christmassy Christmas movie with obviously a brilliant message, which everybody knows, you know, you can't really spoil it. It's all about Scrooge being visited by the ghosts and learning the true meaning of Christmas and becoming the, the man he was meant to be, but... Yeah, it surprises me again that, it, again, for a Muppets film and a family movie, how bloomin' emotional it is as well. There's genuine, yeah. like, real sadness at times that, of, of how things might go and and some a couple of almost sort of scary bits, you know? And, uh, yeah. It, it's, it's got it all for me, and you can't fault the Muppets. I mean, they're just brilliant, aren't they? So, yeah, definitely my number one. You know, mock if you will, despite the fact I'm almost 40, that my number one Christmas movie has the Muppets, but... <laughs> What the heck? Why not? <laughs> so there you I go. Think, I think it is a classic, though, and I think lots of people will ha will have it up there on the list if they're happy with Christmas. Which brings me on to actually Jessica's number one is the Christmas Carol. Yes, but I know that um, because again she discussed when she was making the list what what to put on it, and I know that the the one that she means by this is the Disney one where it's um, Jim Carrey doing like motion capture, but it's animated. Yeah. Um, but it is obviously just the story of a Christmas Carol in much the same way as my number one, isn't it? So Yeah, and at the moment, the Christmas Carol, they are studying for English. So I think it's obviously brought it back to the, the forefront of our mind again, because obviously they're, they're, they're reading the book. So, yeah. I love the book. I mean, it's short. But again, I, I got it a few years ago, and I think I read it every year just because it's it's surprising because all the films, like I say, stick so closely to the text that you feel like you know it anyway. But it's a really good book, and I think, again, the films 
any film version, take your pick. You can't go wrong, really. You know, but. Uh, yeah. And I think now, when in the modern world, the Christmas Carol is very apt, as in sometimes people don't realise how they could help other people, or, or until something happens, and then even down to last week with the storm, people don't realise that they've got the resources that other people don't have available, and they could help that person. And mm. yeah, so it's it, it's an old tale. Well, they say it's a tale, don't they? It's mm. it's an old tale, but it's so timeless. It really is. Yeah, it was. It's weird. I mean, you can't possibly think that Charles Dickens, when he was writing it, knew that it would be something that you know, century odd later, people would still be talking about as as fresh and and as impactful as it was. You know, but so yeah. good. I mean, it is Christmas personified, isn't it? In a lot of ways, that story. So. That's yeah. uh, awesome. Um, well, our Harry's number one is a film that we've also discussed at length. Uh, it's Arthur Christmas, so it obviously means yeah. a lot to our Harry that Christmas, which will that's movie, sorry, which will surprise nobody. Uh, we've discussed why, obviously, that you guys have watched it and it's become your Christmas tradition. But yeah, he I loved it. He did say it to me when we were talking about it before. He, he didn't tell me that it was number one. I, I presumed it would have been on the list, but he, we were talking about it before, and he said it just sums Christmas up for him as in how our Christmas goes. So obviously they make cookies and things, mm. and that's what we do with Christmas. And, yeah, I think he really, he, when he watches it, he obviously reminisces about what we do with Christmas and how it's very – he he feels that after Christmas is very similar to our Christmas as a family. Yeah, that's fair enough. Awesome. Uh, yeah, that's great. Well, that so that concludes our main four lists. Uh, I will – you know come back to it and we'll try to make a list of a full top 10 putting them together as best we can but before we do that i did want to quickly go into the section uh which i call audience response um as i do every week i always ask what people think about whichever film i'm reviewing um, and this week i asked people for their top christmas movies so that i could put together a kind of a top 10 based on audience feedback that the, the audience might like uh, and i was able to come up with a top 10 which i have got uh, but in the meantime, I did want to quickly shout out the honourable mentions from the audience. Um, these were stories that got like maybe one or two votes, but weren't enough to make the top ten. And I'll just rattle through them in alphabetical order. So they were A Christmas Story, Batman Returns, Klaus, Get Santa, The Holiday, Iron Man 3, Love Actually, The Original Miracle on 34th Street, The Polar Express, The Santa Claus, Trading Places and White Christmas. So a couple in there that uh, that we have mentioned on our lists, I think, as well. So, uh, yeah, pretty cool. And I have to say, um, I probably should have said sooner I was going to mention some of my honourable mentions. But, yeah, Batman Returns was one of mine because I think it's surprisingly Christmassy. Um, and people will be shocked that Die Hard isn't on my list. It was so close. Uh, I had it in and out a number of times, but it just, for me, isn't super Christmassy, unfortunately. It's a great movie, don't get me wrong, but it's, uh, yeah, questionable how Christmassy it is. And it was released in July. <clears throat> but yeah, I had a few of these others. I I'll go through the list first and then see what else almost made my list. But um, So the top 10 from the audience then. Number 10 was Jingle All The Way, which again we've mentioned. Number 9 was National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, uh, which I have actually seen. I saw it for the first time a couple of years ago and I have to say I didn't like it at all. I thought it was terrible, but again, maybe if I'd seen it younger, I would have liked it more. I don't know. Um, anyway, number 8 we've mentioned already is The Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, number seven is It's a Wonderful Life. bit low, but at least it got mentioned, so I'm kind of happy about that. Uh, yeah. Number six is the movie Elf, as we've, as we've discussed. 
Uh, number five is Home Alone, the original. The sequel doesn't make the list, unfortunately. Uh, number four mm -hmm. is Scrooged, which again was on my list. So there you go. Number three was another of my honorable mentions, Gremlins. Uh, number two was Die Hard. And weirdly, the number one, people agree with me. Uh, the number one with one vote separating it was The Muppet Christmas Carol. So there you go. That was the uh, the audience's top 10 list. And uh, yeah, make of that what you will. But that was the feedback on my social media that I got from my various friends and those that bothered to reply. So thank you to everyone that did uh, respond to that with your messages. And uh, you know who you are. It's the usual suspects, I suspect. But uh, awesome. So... Yeah. Uh, all that's left for us to do then is to try and come to some kind of consensus on an overall top 10 uh, in the best way that we can. So we'll start by saying what was what was your was was your number 10 something that we all had or, or not? No, no, it wasn't. So, OK, um, so my number 10 was Jingle All The Way. So was that on anybody else's list? Yeah, that was on mine because that okay. was that was number eight on mine and it was also no it wasn't on jessica's it would have been on harry's though i imagine let me have a quick look um yes it was harry's number nine as well so yeah, yeah so that was number 10 number nine number eight so we'll keep that in mind it might make it in but we'll have to wait and see um bear with me because i'm just quickly making a quick scribble of these uh <laughs> So my number nine we'll start with then was uh, the Grinch, which I think was on all four lists, wasn't it? Yes, and that was my number nine as well. Yes. Right, and that was Harry's number five. So. Yeah. And it um, was Jessica's number four. Right. So nine, nine, five. So that's going to definitely make it on the list because it was on all four lists. So it's just a question of if anything else was on all four lists, really, isn't it? Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll go through then, and I'll try and think of things that might that I might remember as being on all of the lists. Did all of us have Elf on the list? Yes. So it was my seven, and it was Harry's three. It was my three, and Jessica's five. Right, Elf. Seven, number seven, three, three, and five. Right, so that's going to definitely make it in the list, probably above the Grinch, I would say, given the places. But yeah, fair enough. Um, so, did all four of us have Home Alone in? I didn't have Home Alone, no. Oh, okay. Did, okay. okay, fair enough. Uh, we'll talk about that when we hit the threes then, maybe. So, did all of us have the Muppet Christmas Carol? I don't think Jessica did, did she? No, she didn't. Oh. I, I did, but Jessica didn't. Darn. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> so, the, the only year... She had the Christmas Carol, though, so... Yeah, that's fair enough. Well, yeah, without spoiling it, then we have the top two because there's only two that are on all four lists if I'm not making a horrible mistake. So there you go. Um, okay, so my number eight was Last Christmas, which I think was also on your list. Is that right? Yes. That's but it was just Jessica coming in. Jessica, say hello. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Typical teenager. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's getting the hairdryer. <laughs> oh, okay, fair enough. Um, so yeah, the only two of us had that, so we don't know if it'll necessarily make a list, but I'm, I'm writing it down, don't worry, and we'll find out. So it was my number eight, what number did you have it again? Four, wasn't it? Last Christmas I had it number four, yes. And obviously it wasn't on Jessica and Harry's list, <laughs> so there you go. Um, I know I was the only one that had Home Alone too, so that might not make it. Santa Claus the movie, I know that you and I both had, and I don't think either of the kids did, did they? So... Just you and I. Oh, well, so that's Santa Claus the movie. What, it was my number five and your number two, is that right? Yes, that's right, yeah. 
So that's going to be higher than that one. Close five and two. Uh, uh, Home Alone. That we did say that was on three lists, didn't we? Uh, it's on. So that's, it's on three. It's just not on mine. <laughs> that's my number three. Harry's number seven. And what it is it for Jessica? Jessica's number six. Right. So three, seven, and six. That's definitely going to make that. What's it not on your list for? I'm shocked. I know. <laughs> so mad. Actually, now that I've been. Fair enough. Um, so then I think we might be starting to talk about mainly things that are on a couple of lists, if that. So uh, I don't think anybody else had any others of mine that I can see. Oh, no, hang on. The Muppet Christmas Carol. It was definitely on three, wasn't it, as well? Was that on your list? Yes. Um, Muppet Christmas Carol's on mine, yes. So it was my number one, Harry's number two, and what number was it for you? Six. One, two, and six. So that's still, yeah. I would say that's still higher. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so we've got a top, if my calculations are right, which they are, because they always are, <laughs> I've got a top seven. So we just need another three. So is there anything else that we've got in common on at least I a couple of the lists? Jingle All the Way was on mine and on Harry's, wasn't it? Oh, I've already talked about that. Yeah, it's on three of them. And that's so that's made it on somewhere for now. Um, right. There's things that aren't on my list that I think are on the three of yours, though. So, like the Polar Express, for example, um, it's Harry's yeah. number four. But what is it on you two's? It's number nine for Jessica and number one for me. Right. So that's definitely four nine one. I would say probably just under the Muppets, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that seems fair. Four nine and one. Okay, that's the eighth one on the list. Um, let me Can see we through. Uh, we have, yes, Elf is, is there. Don't worry about that. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at Harry's list. So Harry had Arthur Christmas on. Did you or Jessica? Yes, I've got Arthur Christmas as number seven. Right. Jessica had it as number 10. Right. So Arthur Christmas. And it was Harry's number one, obviously. Yeah. Right. Oh, boy. Let's see. We've got to put it above that, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's that would be where it goes. Seven, ten, and one is where it was on people's lists. So, two, four, six, eight. I've got nine. Uh, let's see. Anything else that's on at least two lists? Um, you and Harry picked different nativity movies, unfortunately, didn't you? <laughs> we did, yeah, we did. Um, nobody else had the Santa Claus. It was just Harry, wasn't it? Just Harry, yeah. Uh... Yeah, but the the kids did both have Nightmare Before Christmas. They did, yes. Because it was Harry's eight. So what was it on Jessica's? Number three. Eight and three. Oof, that still makes it in. Okay, fair enough. Nightmare Before Christmas. Eight and three. Uh, let's see, just to make sure I'm not forgetting anything. We've talked about Polar Express, Arthur Christmas, Muppets. But... I do actually have, weirdly enough, two, four, six, eight. Yeah, I'd have an exact top ten. <laughs> and it's in the perfect order because of our th our four lists have come together really blooming well to make a top ten. So uh, drum roll as I take us through them in reverse order to end the podcast. Then there we go. Uh, number ten, the tenth best Christmas film of all time, according to this podcast, is Last Christmas. <laughs> uh, number nine is The Nightmare Before Christmas. 
which okay uh, number eight is santa claus the movie Ooh. very good number seven is jingle all the way number six is home alone <laughs> number five is arthur christmas Ooh. number four is the polar express Ooh. number three is the muppet christmas carol on the combined list surprising uh number two is the grinch which is very surprising oh, yeah that is and surprising. the greatest christmas movie of all time according to our combined podcast brains is elf there you <laughs> go. Okay. so there you go that was uh the top 10 best christmas films list as uh as decided by us which i will post once the podcast been out for a little while as well closer to christmas and uh yeah i hope everybody's enjoyed talking all things festival at least listening to it and maybe it uh, prompts a little bit of discussion uh yeah, Does that basically, mean we'll have to have lots of cereal with syrup on now? Yeah, because <laughs> of Elf, yeah. We have to have <laughs> spaghetti worms or whatever. Rubbish yeah. that we yes, and we have to all go running around seeing we know Santa. <laughs> yeah, have to put I spaghetti they... first and then the cereal and then all the syrup and then all the candy. Ah, <laughs> oh, bless. Uh, I think the Muppets was robbed, and it's a wonderful life. Uh, it deserves all of us. But yeah, we could be here all day with that. But no, I like that. That's a, a good, I think, solid top ten list for everybody overall. But uh, I hope everybody's having a really good time. And by the time this comes out, we'll be well into the Christmas uh, spirit. It'll be around about the ninth or tenth, I think, ninth of uh, December. So you know i know there's still uh, two or three weeks left but we're starting to feel festive and hopefully by now we've all got our decorations up and we're getting into the spirit and maybe watching some of these movies with uh, hot cocoa or bits and pieces and uh, sharing them with the kids and and do continue to do that that's great so very merry christmas to everyone uh, as we start the season and it just remains for me to say thank you so much to uh, my sister my big sister Denise. thanks for joining me for this one <laughs> you're very welcome yes i hope everyone has a lovely christmas as well and that we'll all obviously enjoy it with our families especially after last year yeah exactly it should be uh we should have a, a good one we're de definitely aiming for it so that's yeah. good and uh is there anything you wanted to plug while uh, you get a chance like social medias or things places can find you stuff stuff like that well most people just always find me at t-rex mobile disco and children's party packages <laughs> That's fair enough, and uh, I've already basically given you the rest of your plugs. You, you, you're, uh, like I say, you, you can be hired, and you can look for their business page on the likes of Facebook and stuff, T-Rex, Mobile Disco, Kids Parties, etc. Uh, you can also listen to Denise on Coast Radio every Monday at 12. Uh, that's midday, obviously. Um, Coast Radio, it is FM 106.6 that's right fair enough and uh yeah she doesn't really do the social media thing but uh if you ever wanted to send her a message i'm sure i could get it to her through me if anybody was to message and uh speaking of which i as of course i'm at ian mike wilson on twitter just my name on the likes of facebook and instagram the podcast is uh at podcast underscore screen uh, and obviously we are on youtube under weirdly my old uh, handle which i think is marvel man or marvel man mike uh, but you can just type in the silver screen podcast and hopefully find us or just look for the links on social media yeah um thanks again for joining me denise did the kids want to say a quick uh, goodbye to the listeners while uh, while we're here since we had the list jessica's drying her hair but i'll get harry <laughs> fair enough <laughs> awesome Say goodbye. Hi, uh, do you want to say a quick uh, hello and goodbye to our listeners, Harry, since we were sharing your Christmas list? Yeah. <clears throat> hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs>
Goodbye. <laughs> Thanks for sharing your list, Harry. Hopefully uh, either your mum can tell you what the top 10 list we've ended up with is or you can wait and see the podcast when it comes out. And I hope uh, you're having a lovely Christmas, you and uh, your Jessica and the family. <laughs> yeah, I hope you have a lovely Christmas too. Yeah, awesome. Have a good one. All the best. <laughs> see you later, kid. Bye for now. Uh, awesome. Right. Uh, thanks again, then, Tower the Decent family for indulging me with this. And uh, again, stay tuned. Next week, we will be back to a single film review. Uh, and I am going to be joined by my good friends, Andy and Phil. And we're going to be reviewing a film that isn't specifically Christmassy, but I think has that Christmassy fairy tale feel to it. And that's the film, The Princess Bride. Uh, so do tune in for that next week. And uh, in the meantime, happy Christmas, everyone. And uh, goodbye from all of us. Goodbye. Bye. Uh, yeah, and in the meantime, in the epic words of Arnie, I'll be back.